solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everybody to the another to another episode of the Locked On Texas Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Podcast Network your first listen. We are free and available on all platforms. Also, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On Texans sent you their way. It's Tuesday, got to talk about the Houston, Texas. I'm super excited. You guys have been raving in the YouTube comments. Keep them subscribers rocking and rolling, baby. I'm your boy, Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. And, of course, to my side, my brother in this sports world, Cody M. Davis. Cody, go ahead and give them the rundown for today's show. Let's hop on to Talking Texans. Yes, sir. And on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are actually going to give our flowers and probably do a little moonwalking on our criticism of Davis Mills because despite the performance from the coaching staff and the special team, Davis Mills yeah. played a phenomenal game against the New England Patriots. And of course, look, me and John, we do a lot of talking, but that's one thing about us. We are happy to admit when we are wrong, we're happy to do some moonwalking when talking about Davis Mills. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans by looking at the weird situation that's brewing between Charles Minihu and the Houston Texans because for those of you guys who do not know, Charles Minihu was a healthy scratch for Sunday's game against the New England Patriots. And it seems like he is one of the... <laughs> Few players who could be out of the door off of 610 and Kirby sooner rather than later. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get this latest installment of Locked On Texans kicked off with some quick news and updates regarding your favorite football team in the Houston Texans. And on yes yesterday, it was announced that Laramie Tunsil sustained a Man. torn UCL in his left thumb and as of right now he is trying to hold off surgery and play through the injury however he will go out and get a second opinion and see whether or not it would be smarter for him and his career in the long run to take the surgery now and be on the shelf for the next couple of weeks. Um, I also want to mention um, David Cully. Um, he was not able to provide an injury update on Tyrod Taylor for you guys who don't know, as we all know, Taylor was put on IR following the hamstring injury he sustained during the Texans' week two loss to the Cleveland Browns, and that put him on the shelf for three weeks. And it's a little bit unfortunate because he is eligible to come off IR and return to the Texans' active roster, but it doesn't seem like he's ready. So, those are the two biggest storylines surrounding the Houston Texans as we head to our week six match against the Indianapolis Colts. Absolutely. And before I give my thoughts on Larry Tunsil and Tyrod Taylor, I do want to say the Houston Texans worked out uh, defensive backs, Luther Kirk, Chris Milton, and Josh Jones. They also worked out former Dallas Cowboys safety, Kevon Frazier. So they're doing that. They're trying to booster their uh, defensive side of the ball, which is, you know, I think it's odd. They signed, I think, a fairly good player, a cornerback in Jimmy Moreland. However, he's been eligible to play the last three weeks, 
He's also been a healthy scratch for the Houston Texans the last three games. And I do understand that he did not get a preseason with this team. Uh, the first couple of weeks, he didn't get opportunity to play with them. So he could be going through the learning process on a fly, in a sense, and trying to learn uh, what Levy Smith wants to do with this defense. But I do think at some point throughout the season, he shouldn't be a healthy scratch anymore. He should also get some playing time, whether it be special teams or some defensive snaps. And I do want to transition over to Laramie Tunzel. Listen, the Houston Texans are one and four. You know that. We just watched the game. They blew a 13-point lead to the New England Patriots. A very winnable game all, uh, all the way up until a halfway point through the fourth quarter. Okay? Uh, this is their second blown lead in five games. The first being Cleveland, although they sustained – a boatload of injuries at key positions, i.e. Tyrod Taylor, and then against New England, uh, they've lost leads. Coaching has been, uh, I wouldn't say uh, horrible, but the coaching has been very suspect. I know, Cody, we can go back and forth. I think horrible is what Matt, what Matt Nagy has been doing or was uh-huh. what maybe some of the other coaches around the league has been doing. I just think they've been getting outcoached. But if I'm Lambert Tunson – yeah, and I'm Larry Larry Tunsil. More so, I come back and play if I'm Larry Tunsil. Hmm. You know, but if I'm the Houston Texans, I don't rush you. And this is a situation where what are we actually playing for? Well, right now, what it seems like through the course of the first five weeks, it seems as though the Houston Texans have been playing for evaluation purposes. You don't need to evaluate. Larry Tunsil, we know that he's a top five, arguably a top five left tackle in the NFL. You don't need him to advocate or go out there and prove whether or not he's worth coming back here. If the Houston Texans move on from Larry Tunsil, it's simply because they feel like they're going to be able to get better in the rebuilding process, not because he's not worth playing. Okay. So if I'm Houston, go ahead and take your time. Go ahead. Uh, get healthy. Uh, we'll be able to see what other players can do. Houston did also go out and sign Cole Turner, Toner, I'm sorry, who spent time with Houston throughout the preseason. So he was signed to the practice squad. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's taken the place of Chris Moore, who Houston just called up from the practice squad, had his big game on Sunday, five catches, 109 yard, and one touchdown. But overall, you know, maybe you can maybe you can see what other linemen can do on this team. Now, unfortunately, Houston does not have Roger Johnson anymore. And with the injury to Marcus Cannon, we don't know uh, how long, you know, he may be out. So Charlie Heck will be a right tackle. But right now they do have Christian. He will be playing some of their left tackle. You can evaluate him as well. It's all about evaluation from what we've been told. Also, from what we have viewed. And I have no problem if I'm Houston. I have no problem with Houston rather. Excuse me, Shandermin, go ahead and really seek the, the surgery route, okay? Especially if you go into a game on Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts and you find yourself in another situation. The Colts are not a very good team. The Colts are a very beatable team, okay? Uh, the division right now hasn't been ran away with. It's not like you're in the AFC East where right now the Buffalo Bills are the clear-cut, dominated team, right? Come on, man. Of the league. Of the league. Forget just their division. Right. It's it's not like like 
you are the uh, L.A. Chargers, who, by the way, just mm. Jay Herbo. Oh, my gosh. Boy, are we going to be spoiled with these quarterbacks for the next 10 years? Maybe more because Brady been playing for 20 years, and we don't know with science and everything we have now. Some of these quarterbacks <laughs> may be playing for 25, okay? But, you know, it's not like you're in one of those divisions where the clear-cut winner has already ran off with it. Okay, Tennessee isn't that great right now. They're out a bunch of players. Their offensive line has been, you know, atrocious at times. Their defense has been very suspect. Um, they're also out with, without Julio Jones and AJ Green. I'm not AJ Green. I'm sorry, AJ AJ Brown. So Houston still has an opportunity in high, well, and in, in, in hindsight, hypothetically, to make a push to win this division. But evaluation over over, over results right now, I think. Results will be the wins. Evaluation will be the process of seeing who's important for the future. We are year one into Nick Sirio's six years. Go ahead and tell Larry Tunsil, go get that surgery. We'll see you next year unless we feel like we can get something for you that's going to help our foundation. You guys see me rocking the home team here, the Locked On Texans, or the Locked On Podcast Network, rather. Got some merch rocking it right now. So, you know, I'm super excited about that. I'm also excited to tell you about BetOnline.ag. They are back and better than ever. All eyes right now are on teams as they get ready to get back on the football field this season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all of pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, guys, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, to boxing. Oh, my gosh. I know some people lost money on Saturday with that boxing match between Tyson and Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers Available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back in, everybody. Thank you for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. And again, we are free and available on all platforms. Cody, before I hand it over to you, you know, one thing I forgot to mention for yesterday's show, one thing I mentioned for Houston to do to not win that, to not lose the game, and to win the game on Sunday. If you don't remember, we had our crossover show with Mike DeBate. I said, the New England Patriots have not been a good rushing team so far this season. Don't Uh, be that team that will uh, allow them to get into a groove (laughs) rushing. And I totally forgot about that until it hit me right after we recorded. And I know you didn't want to get back on record, but the New England Patriots actually rushed for over 100 yards. That was the first time they did that the entire season and majority of those yards came in the second half. So uh, I wanted to mention that Houston played man, a perfect half of football night and day from what we saw it, saw in half one to half two. I'm going to go ahead and let you take it away. And a big part of those struggles was because Charles Menehu was a healthy scratch. I'm, I'm very disturbed by that, but we're going to talk about that in the next segment. And before switching um, the topic from Laramie Tunsil to Davis Mills, I do want to mention that if I'm the Houston Texans, I would encourage Titus Howard to take 
the surgery and just get himself back to 100%. And I only say that because there is a small possibility that the Texans could move on from Laramie Tunsil this offseason and they have to protect one of their best tradable assets mm-hmm. if they want to continue to rebuild this organization. I just want to throw that in there right now. But first and foremost, a very big salute to Laramie Tunsil. Even though this team doesn't seem like they're playing for any anything, he has gained my respect. The fact that he wants to play through an injury for a team that is what by this time next week, they could be they could easily be one in five. But you know, switching things over to Davis Mills. John, listeners, I don't want to get too excited about Mills, especially (laughs) after the performance that he gave last week against the Buffalo Bills. But, John, going back to Sunday's game, in their 25-22 loss to the New England Patriots, yes, Mac Jones won the game, but Davis Mills had the better performance. And I am a little bit more enamored by the fact that not only did Davis Mills outplay Mac Jones, but he also outplayed the additional four rookie quarterbacks who started around the league during week five of the regular season. He threw for the most yards with 312. He had the most touchdowns with three. He was the only quarterback who did not commit a turnover, and he had the highest passer rating of 141.1, and that was by far, if I'm not mistaken, I think the highest rookie um, passer rating ever in, in, in the Bill Belichick era. John, listeners, I also want to mention that this is the second time since Davis Mills has taken over due to the injury of, of Tyrod Taylor. This is the second time that he has outperformed the rest of his rookie contemporaries. Is it saying just a little bit too much that Davis Mills might be the best rookie of this draft class? Now, now before I give the floor over to you, I do want to repeat myself. This is the second time in three weeks that he has been the best rookie quarterback. And the only time he looked just God right awful came against a terrible loss to the Buffalo Bills in I don't think there is a a team in the league as of right now that's playing better football on both sides of the ball than the Buffalo Bills right now. Yeah. Yeah, man, those guys. (laughs) By the way, by the way, they made Patrick Mahomes look human Sunday night. So. I understand it. I understand it, especially after how you and I criticize this guy like i mentioned we about to do a lot of moonwalking especially me but john this says something about the potential that davis mills has the beanie over the head i just did may be a little bit of exaggeration (laughs) but credit is what credit is i mean credit do what credit is like sunday he was by far the better rookie of all all rookies trevor lawrence uh, Justin Field, who who had some flashes on Sunday with Chicago, Zach Wilson continues to be a big ass Zach, question mark. Right, what he continues to be. Uh, who's the other rookie I'm missing? Mac Trey Lance, Mac, Trey Lance, who I think had a very good game. He's in a weird situation right now because he wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was a quarterback that they traded up for to dra- to play immediately. Even though, I mean. 
you, you traded up a lot for him. So I think he's in a weird situation. Uh, he's in one of those. I think he's one of those Colin Kaepernick out of Smith situation. And it's kind of funny because it's mm. with the 49ers. <laughs> and then you look at Mac Jones, who had an amazing touchdown drive to go ahead and get the lead on Sunday. I mean, go ahead and tie the game up on Sunday. But what, what, what I saw out of Davis Mills was a quarterback that was finally comfortable with what he's been presented with. Mm-hmm. I saw a quarterback that actually had an opportunity to get more and more time and reps with his OC. And I think on Sunday, they made his job a lot easier. Flea Fricker, that was a, a great play, play, a great play call. And then he had the great throw to Conley. And then he was able to make plays on the move out the pocket, which is something that we wanted to see because we saw a little bit of it, and not in preseason, but during practice, but his coaches and players, more so the players, raved about his sneaky athleticism. And so this is a league in today's 2021 type of league. Your quarterback has to have legs. No matter if they're, it doesn't matter if they're running for 10 to 15 yards. When the pocket collapses, you need an effort, a quarterback that can move around and extend plays with his legs, right? This isn't the league of maybe those Eli Mans, or this isn't the league of what Tom Brady was used to with a clean po- pocket for majority of his career, right? You got to be able to move around. I thought Sunday was the first showcase of it. Because when he had to move around, he was actually able to make good decisions with the ball in the midst of moving around. Davis Mills is a quarterback right now. After Sunday's loss, who you go into a game against Indy, and I can't wait to talk about that. We're going to have the cross. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have a crossover Ooh, with Evan. Oh, that's the guy who said the Texans were going to go 0-17. And, and all I can say is he better be happy Tyrod Taylor got hurt because I think oh we could be God. looking at a situation where the Texans could be 3-2. and two. And in the lead for the division or tie. But, uh, you know, overall, I, I think Davis Mills deserves his flowers. Mm-hmm. And we should be proud of him. Whether or not he's going to be the quarterback of the future or not. And I'm of the mindset of this. His performance on Sunday bought him another game. Excuse me. Hmm. Right? Because we know Tyrod Taylor is coming back. And here's the funny thing about Tyrod Taylor. You guys forget his contract incentives. I believe he's only due to make $4.5 million. His incentives. 4.5 or 5.5. Right. His incentives can get him up to $12.5 million. So in Houston's case, it's more favorable to them to say, okay, hold on now. Some of these incentives, which I'm sure had a lot to do with playing games, we know this helped the last couple of years, or the lack of because of bad time in the situations, like his time in LA, numbers, and, and, and you know, all that's going to come into fa- in, in, into a case. I'm sorry. So that's another reason why they may not want to rush him back. Hey, man, we're not trying to pay you all that money. But overall, without a shadow of a doubt, your third-round quarterback that you drafted for a reason, you still needed to fill that void at quarterback because of the, because of the legal situation with uh, Deshaun Watson and because you were unable to find another quarterback. And, of course, your first GM, your first-year GM and head coach, they're going to want to have a quarterback of their own mode. That's just how it is. Unless they inherit a Deshaun Watson team. He just ain't here. So he bought himself another game. He bought himself the opportunity to say, wait a minute. Hold on, pause. Let me continue to learn. Let me continue to get comfortable. 
Let me continue to have those one-on-one opportunities with Pep Hamilton and learn the NFL, right? Let me continue to learn this team and the strengths of this team. And I got to tell you, the difference that I saw, and I'm raving this up because I think he deserves a lot of credit, the high point ball that he threw to Conley to only where Conley, who if you, if you don't remember him from Georgia, he was able to make those plays in Georgia when he was healthy. Those are the type of plays that Conley we had been wanting to see out of Conley, at least I wanted to. Putting that ball to where only he can get it and nobody else. That's the type of progression that we love to see out of Davis Mills. I'm not going to rush Tyrod Taylor back. I'm also not going to rush to just completely say this team is yours for the rest of the season, but he bought himself a couple of more games. And, John, I know you love to play the one he did to Chris Conley, but my favorite play of Davis Mills yesterday was the 67-yard touchdown bomb that he threw to Chris Moore. And that was a game where we actually saw him use his athleticism rolling out of the pocket once that pocket started to collapse and connect with Chris Moore on that touchdown pass. And, you know, going back to my statement, just starting to get the sense of whether or not the Texans do have the best rookie quarterback throughout the 2021 draft class so far, if you take out the game against the Buffalo Bills and you just take a look at his start from the second half against the Cleveland Browns, of course, the game against the Carolina Panthers, who I still believe he could have done a lot more if David Cully and Tim Kelly actually trusted him a little bit more. But I did understand where they was coming from because there was a shorter week, you know, playing the game on Sunday, then being thrown out there on a Thursday night prom time. And looking at the game that took place on Sunday, this is Davis Mills numbers when you take out the game against the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who has thrown for 582 yards, completing 65% of his passes, five touchdowns, and one interception. That is better than Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and, of course, the quote-unquote best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I know some of the listeners might look at me and say, oh, my God, Cody, what the hell? Last week you was calling him the worst quarterback (laughs) in franchise history. And, yes, that is true. But like I say, I'm a moonwalk on my statement and say Davis Mills has something special. And if I take a look at what he was able to do against in, in three of the four games that he played in, especially considering once again that the one game he looked terrible came against a team that might win the Super Bowl this year, I think I'll take my chances with Davis Mills. For the rest of the season or just for the next couple of games is the question. I would have to say I'm only going to give it, I'm only going to give it until, let's wait and see what he's going to do against the Los Angeles Rams. I think if he if if Davis Mills can hold his own and I think if I'm not mistaken, if I if I remember the schedule correctly, I think our next three games go Indy Rams in Arizona. It goes Davis Mills. You mixed it. So it's Indy, Arizona. Oh, Indy, Arizona. Okay, okay. So so let me flip that then. Let's see what he's going to do against Arizona. If Davis Mills can hold his own, let's say two out of the next three games because now you got to take into consideration that Laramie Tunso might not be a part of those games. You know, he might be on the sideline and that's going to hurt this offensive line. But if Davis Mills can look just as good in some cases, let's say even better than what he's been doing the first couple of weeks of, of taking over for Tyrod Taylor. 
I'm sorry, Tyrod, but it looks like you might have another situation where you're going to be replaced by a rookie quarterback yet again. And that is going to hurt me the day I have to come on Locked On Texans and report that. Or write it on Texans Wire USA Today, whichever one comes first. I love how he plugged himself right there. <laughs> Way to plug yourself, Cody. I really like it. Writing for USA Today, working for the Locked On Texans, covering the Houston Texans, everything that you do. I love it. Continue to plug yourself. And, guys, I'm going to plug something that's going to make your life easier. Fast Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to carry everything that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Questions like, is your Odyssey LX or an EX? Hey, guys, I just want my part, and I just want to be out of here, okay? You don't want to answer all these questions and then go into a place where they're going to choose the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have the computer access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more with the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Come on now. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts your car or truck needs. Right locked on. Texans in the How Do You Hear About Us box where they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Making Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL podcast. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked on Texans. And it's time for us to talk about the next weird situation that's going on with this organization. And that's what is going on between the Texans and Charles Amenahu. Now, once again, as I mentioned earlier on in the show, um, Charles Amenahu was a healthy scratch for Sunday's 25 to 22 loss to the New England Patriots. And after the game, David Cully said that the reason why Charles Minnehu was a healthy scratch was because he wanted to give more playing time to Jordan Jenkins and start, I think, starting on the right side of the defensive line, if I'm not mistaken, it was either Jonathan Grenard or Jacob Martin. One of those two guys was starting on the opposite end. But, John, I looked at that statement that David Cully said that I'm actually going to call BS on that. Because I do believe if Charles Minnehu was playing on Sunday, then maybe, just maybe, the Texans could have got more out of that defensive line and we would be sitting here talking about a win for the Houston Texans. And I do believe a weakened defensive line is part of the reason, or a, a small reason, but it's part of the reason why the Texans did not have an opportunity to win that game on Sunday. But this Charles Minnehu situation is getting weird by the day. And if you guys haven't noticed, a minute who snaps for this season versus last season and the year before is starting to dwindle. And Saturday, I, I, I assume Charles Amini, who got the news that he would not be playing Sunday's game against New England, Saturday night, he found Deshaun Watson's tweet from January. Remember that tweet when Deshaun Watson said, I was on the two, now I have taken it to a 10? I remember. He retweeted that. <laughs> and 
Charles Aminu also tweeted, and it's now deleted, that it doesn't matter what goes on. I know my talent, and God got me. Somewhere along those lines. And I have been told that there has been a disconnect growing between Charles Aminu and the Houston Texans. And, John, when I take a look at what's going on with Zach Cunningham, we just finished talking about the possibility of the Texans you know, they, they're most likely going to flirt around with the idea of shopping Laramie Tonson. Charles Amina, who's another guy, it seems like his days as a Houston Texan is numbered. Because when I take a look at Aminahu, and we're talking about Nick Casario going out there and playing guys that can be vital to their rebuilding process and keeping guys around that's going to be important to that, Charles Aminahu should be one of the top names on this list. And it's very weird knowing that you have a guy, a defensive lineman, who has showcased time and time again that he has the potential. Look good in preseason. Look good in that first game against Jacksonville, even the game against the Cleveland Browns. The last couple of the last three games, he has not been getting getting given the right amount of opportunities. And John, I know a minute who is your boy, but He's going to be gone sooner rather than later. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, and, I, and I'll tell you why. I think Houston is in a position where I keep repeating it, man. That they're just looking at evaluation. But and once again, how can you evaluate when you have a guy that he he could be very valuable to this rebuild? I think Houston took their time to figure if he is or not. I know in the last couple of games, uh, I look at Jonathan Grenard, who's gotten more snaps in the last couple of games, right? Jonathan Grenard, in the two times that Grenard had over 50 snaps, 50% of the snaps, he had a sack in. I think Jonathan Grenard is a player that Houston may look at. Maybe he fits his team a little bit more. Because Ominahu, as good of a player he, he, he can be, is he a DN, is he a D-tackle? You know, what do you want to do with him? How do you want to use him and his ability? And what we're seeing is this team is really based on what Nick Casario envisions, and maybe he's just not in his plans. Now, Martin, excuse me, Martin is a guy that should keep around. Grenon is a guy that should keep around. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to see that much of Ross Blacklock, so I think that his relationship or him staying around is going to come is going to be a key with him and uh, Lovey Smith's relationship. You know, I, I think Lovey Smith, I think he has to grow to Lovey Smith's liking so Lovey can vouch for him. But who's to say Lovey is vouching for Charles Aminahu? Because if he if he was hypothetically, he'd be playing. You know, uh, it is a weird situation. I don't like how Houston is is in a position where well. Excuse me, Houston has just been kind of pushing players to the side and kind of catering a little bit more to the players that they may have more of a relationship as far as with the coaching staff. And don't forget fitting the culture of the team. Whatever that means. And, and I got to tell you something, <laughs> man. Name me one Super Bowl because you play this game to win Super Bowls. Mm. Name me one Super Bowl team that didn't have 
the 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 imperfect locker room guy. He's coming from a team where they had quite a bit of questionable people coming through their locker room. So right. and, and I think I mean we can always point to Aaron Hernandez if I'm looking at the England Patriots, but the key person that I always point to when we look at the, the connection between New England and Houston and this culture fit, guys, they brought back LeGarrette Blunt. He went they, they they brought him in, they won a Super Bowl, left, he went to uh, uh to, to, to Pittsburgh in my, my in my mind, he purposely wanted to get kicked off so he can go back to New England, and they won another Super Bowl with him. Corey Dillon was another player, okay? Like he's, I mean, no, he's New England has always had these. In Randy Moss set the record the year after all that stuff was going on in Oakland, okay? So that locker room and culture fit it only matters if you're already a guy that they have on the bubble. A minute who seems like a guy they already had on the bubble. It's just a strange situation to me, John. It is. And you know, is. at this point, <laughs> I'm not going to be surprised by the next roster move that the Texans make. As a matter of fact, I think we are, what, 22 days away from the trade deadline. And after the release of Anthony Miller, along with the shocking trade of Bradley Roby, you're talking about two roster moves that nobody saw coming. Anything can happen at this point, especially considering the fact that, as we keep mentioning, this is a team in a prelude of a rebuild that is evaluating development. They are evaluating just trying to find players who could be a part of this rebuilding process versus winning. I'm Joseph Sports Guy Hickman. Thank you for checking out today's episode. And make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Keep commenting. Tomorrow, Cody, when we start off our show, can we dedicate time to going through some of these comments? I mean, these guys are taking time out, commenting and supporting the show. We are up over 200 subscribers, so keep that number going up, 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 up. But we love you guys, man. So continue to check us out. We're going to continue to rock with you. Continue to rock with us. I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. As a matter of fact, John, let's just do that to open up the show tomorrow because tomorrow, if everything stays the same, we will have Aaron Wilson on the show tomorrow, which means we'll have two great segments with him. So let's just open up the show with him. Let, letting the listeners and the viewers hear their voices heard here on Locked On Podcast Network. And I just want to throw that in there because this is basically how John and I come up with topics. There's always one idea that we expand off of. <laughs> there we go. Until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, Bulls on Parade with the fade. We'll see y'all later. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.